Welcome to Jay's From Home. Uh, it has been a couple weeks. In some ways, it's felt like a long couple weeks. In other ways, it's been pretty quick. Lots of news happening. My name is Matt Gower, and this is my co-host. Welcome back, Steve. Hello, and I, I see you pointing at me uh, as if uh, people can see that on the podcast feed. They can feel my point. They can feel. They can feel my 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 gestures as I as I move my body. Um, uh, it's it, this is a full contact uh, audio uh, experience uh, when you listen to the podcast. That's probably not a good thing. I don't know. Um, right. So uh, we are still on Twitter, I guess, uh, at Jay's from home. As long as Twitter is still Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't really been following it. I actually haven't been really following Twitter in general for the most part for the last like several uh, month, I would say. Unless it's baseball, don't. Um, um, I should also mention off the top of the podcast that uh, you are listening to just trying something new out. We're trying a new a new, a new theme, theme music for the uh, show. It's uh, uh, They Might Be Giants, Birdhouse in Your Soul. I thought it would, it, it, we needed a little bit of a refreshing. Oh, yeah. I guess I should update my uh, my editing uh, thing. I don't. I still have the old theme loaded up as we uh, as we're talking right now. <laughs> yeah, load, load up, load up the new theme. So, so uh, yeah, some nice uh, fresh uh, music for the for the podcast. Because you know, I felt like every baseball podcast is going to have take me out to the ball game. So we we need something a little a little different. Because um, would you say that we are a little different? Um, maybe a little. Um, a little. I'm, I'm not sure how, but uh, a little different. Um, I guess you just uh, before we get into things, uh, we're also you, you put us on Instagram, I guess. I did, but you know what? I'm 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 kind of not keeping it updated. Much like Jeff Passan's uh, Instagram account, I, I am mm. not I, I am not uh, up to date on on, on the Instagram. Well, Instagram and Instagram is a very very visual medium, and uh, this is not a, a visual medium, I guess. But uh, it's I, what Jay's from it's home. A full contact audio. Uh, yeah, everything is Jay's from home. I'm pretty sure. All right. Um. So so how so we have nothing to to really recap. I guess we could re- recap the the winter meetings. There were lots of lots of signings going on. Um. Let, yeah, let's talk about that. Now, were there any? Because we 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 we've all heard the the. the all the the news about the signings and everything, but for you, were there any um, anything that that kind of jumped out at you as far as as far as free agencies signings and things like that? Um, not really, like because there's uh, that that's my strikeout for for the last little bit is that there's too much news coming out. Um, it, it's uh, you know, the, I, I guess the standout for me would be all was it the uh, the Mets basically spent the most money right like that's uh yeah yeah i think that's what signed out is not the one uh um not the one specific signing but just the fact that they have spent so much money on several different players yeah exactly and um i was listening to the effectively wild podcast earlier in the week and they were saying that uh, the including uh the competitive balance tax the mets payroll is something around like 375 million dollars and that actually ends up being more than the entire net worth of the owner of the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess the as secondary to that would be um, the Yankees signing Aaron Judge to that really long contract, and was it the most expensive one? 
Uh, uh, Forty million dollars a year. Um, I don't think it's the most expensive, but as far as average, it might be the the. the I think it's the highest um, as far as a position player goes. But we saw Justin Verlander sign for forty three point something million dollars a year with the for for I think two years plus an option with with the Mets. So there was that. Um, did did um, what's his name? Did where is he? It's all the way down at the bottom because it's see, so see, long ago. I, I feel like you should have uh, organized this list by team. That that might have well, been I I, I organized it as as they as they <laughs> happened. Oh, well, I talked about it last week. But what's his name for Texas signed signed a long time, uh, like a five year deal. And I I talked about that. That was two weeks ago. That was a long time ago. But um, we, in terms of like long term deals, we saw we saw um, we saw Trey Turner. We saw Xander Bogarts. Uh, Where did he go? I didn't. Uh, I didn't follow that. Xander one. Bogarts. He went to to San Diego. Um, let's see here. Who signed really long term deals? Uh, yeah, Xander Bogarts signed eleven years. Uh, the Mets resigned a Jays tar- target Brandon Nimmo for eight years. Um, yeah, so there's there, there's lots of just craziness going on. And yeah, so so my my you you talked about. Um, yeah, you talked about the things happening really quickly, but my 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 strikeout for the week actually is going to be uh, is the catcher's market because we've seen so 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 many things change about the catcher's market this past week because we've seen uh, the Sean Murphy trade that happened and really brief, briefly that was a three did you, I don't know if you, you you said there was too much news going on for you so I don't know if you caught this one but there were it was a three way deal mm. um, between Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Oakland. I think I caught that part, but I didn't really uh, didn't really follow the details other than there was three teams involved. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, well. See, the, the, at, at first it would it kind of cleared up the, the the catching market picture a little bit because Atlanta got Sean Murphy from Oakland. Um, that was the the, the main the main target. Um, interestingly, in Milwaukee, they were also looking. There was news was out that they were looking for a catcher, and they got uh, catcher William Contreras from Atlanta. Um, and they also got who else did Milwaukee get? They got uh, a right-handed pitcher Justin Yeager. And then, and then former Blue Jay Joel Pamps uh, from the A's, and then Oakland gets uh, left-handed pitcher Kyle Muller, utility player, and I think this guy's the main, main the key prospect, Isturi Ruiz. Uh, they got Freddie Tarnock. Uh, sounds like a, a, a Star Trek episode. Tarnock at <laughs> Tarnock at Tanagra was it? That's that's Darmok. Darmok. Oh, sorry, Darmok, not Tarnock. Okay. Right-hander uh, Royber Salinas and another catcher uh, Manny Pena. So that so so that was the big the the big trade that 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 happened. Um, and then uh, the Twins clearing up the catching market. They signed Christian Vasquez to a three-year deal. And then at first there was news that that Atlanta was thinking of of trading Travis Darno. So that that would have added more confusion to the catching market. But then it turned out that they that, that it was reported that they won't be trading him. But then it was reported that the Mets are looking to trade their catcher, James McCann. So that just a bit muddies up the <laughs> catching market uh, even more so. And 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 um, the Blue Jays, um, to, to tie this into the Blue Jays signing of Chris Bassett, who they, they signed him to $63 million over three years, which is a good, great signing, by the way. Um, the, they were originally looking to maybe try to trade Danny Jansen for a starting pitcher. But now that they signed a free agent starting pitcher, that's going to change mm. their uh, their idea of, of what they want to receive in return for for one of the catchers if they do trade them. Well, I guess it, so. That's a long story. Long story <laughs> short. Long story long. I, I guess in theory, the Jays could just not trade a, a catcher, or at least they could just wait until a, a, a deal comes along. Because I mean, there's 
it's not like trades don't happen during the season. No, but I think that this is kind of a trade that they they're if they're going to make it, I think it's going to be in the off season, or they're going to hold on to all three because like you, this is something that you don't want to just trade away a catcher at the trading deadline because there's there'll be less teams interested in in in, in trading for him, so you're not going to get as much as you would want for them. Um, and also, like if you're going to trade Danny Jansen, he's got two years left. Um, you know, half of a, a year's worth of, of Danny Jansen is going to cost as far as prospects or whatever player you're going to get back as well. So yeah, this, this catcher's market is, is, is very uh, vexing, I would say. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I, I don't know what the, uh, what the picture looks like in the off season after this year for catchers. Uh, I, I know that from what I have seen of the signings and what I've, I've done, the little reading that I've done is that the, basically everyone, uh, has been capitalizing on the number of shortstops available and that there's not many of those uh, in in the coming offseason. So that's why a lot of the shortstops have been locked up for high high contracts values. Um, yep. I don't know if that's kind of the case with catching. Maybe the Blue Jays will have more opportunity next offseason because there won't be as many catchers available. I don't know. I don't think they're going to wait that long. But speaking of, 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 of shortstops, that was another one of the long-term deals that happened uh carlos correa signed with mm. the giants for 13 years and 350 million dollars so that was a long-term signing now he's i think he's 29 years old maybe um but interestingly a lot of these signings are kind of like i don't know if you remember back in like uh when when the nhl start, signed the new their new agreement after the strike but all these like teams were, were signing players to super long deals like mm-hmm. marion Haas signed one of those so like this is basically to these are kind of a low-key attempt to circumvent the, uh, the 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 collective bargaining tax because if they spread out the averages over longer terms then it'll it'll bring down payrolls uh, year to year yeah I guess so but also I suppose it's sort of like um, it's a way for them to to kind of like um, maybe not not certainly um, yeah I guess it's mainly about the payroll like it's kind of like uh, they're they're basically signing a mortgage on the players. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, and, they're, and they're deferring payments without actually having to defer payments too. Yeah. Um, there was talk that um, that uh, San Diego wanted to offer uh, Aaron Judge like forty million dollars over fourteen years or something like that, but that never was actually formally offered. Uh, but there, there was also some speculation that uh, uh, that uh, MLB would try to uh, kind of overturn that deal if that were to have happened. Oh, I see. So, uh, Major League Baseball has an unofficial uh, contract. Well, no, it's actually in. It's in the. It's in the. Uh, the, the CBT is in the CBA. Uh, <laughs> in the collective bargaining agreement, that, that the I, I don't know if they, the, this is anything new, but there's actually a a, a, a clause, I guess, uh, that uh, you can't try to circumvent the CBT with with doing weird things with signings. So, so it's 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 in there, but uh, there's a lot of gray area as to as to what. Th- how that can be interpreted. I see. Um, so going back to uh, the Blue Jays, because uh, I'm sure other signings will come up in conversation, but uh, did, so th- here's here's where I've been behind a little bit. Um, did the, the Teoscar Hernandez trade, did we talk about that or was that something that happened between our last episode together and, uh, and this one? I don't remember. I, I, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know. I know that we talked about it not on the podcast. <laughs> yes. But I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast. That's a good question. Probably, I'm going to guess probably not because it doesn't sound familiar to me. Uh, why, yeah, I don't why, remember why, when it happened. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it happened. It happened. Um, it happened a long time. It seems like a long time ago. It happened in maybe November. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure when it when it happened. Yeah. Well, I guess I was going to put that as a as a no decision, but because I wasn't sure, um, you know, it's. Uh, I thought maybe. Uh, I, I well, we didn't talk about it, so I'll, I'll just say uh, I'm I'm indifferent on uh, on the trade. I guess it it really was dependent on what would happen afterwards, and I guess that was sort of addressed with uh, Blue Jays signing Kevin Kiermeyer uh, for a year. Yeah, that was kind of an underwhelming signing, though. They signed him for to a one year, I think, nine million dollar plus incentives uh, deal. Uh, and then one of the ways reasons that Kiermeyer signed with the the Jays is because he was kind of promised to have an actual like actual playing time, a, a regular role. So and so so he seems to be like I think that they mentioned there was an article uh, that so, so someone from Sportsnet mentioned that he's kind of like uh, condensing uh, Tapia and Zimmer into into one role. <laughs> I guess a, a left-handed hitting defensive specialist. And and you know who knows he he could he could perform okay. He had he had his numbers um, at. Tampa Bay weren't great, but his numbers away from Tampa Bay, uh, specifically in Rogers Center, were, were were better. So, so maybe there could be some some well, I, some I find upside it, to that. Find it interesting as far as um, the Blue Jays are concerned, and um, and the health and um, you know the longevity of of a player like Kiermaier is he played all like I guess at home. Uh, on on turf in uh, in Tampa Bay, so he's he's accustomed to playing on artificial uh, grass in, that he would be playing on in, uh, yeah. in Toronto. So that's I think I think Toronto's grass artificial grass is pro- probably better than Tampa's, but yeah, yeah. But it's it's the surface underneath, though, right? Like it's, I suppose it's yeah. the the hard hard surface uh, that he's got to play on. So I guess it's it's a good thing that in theory. He should be able to stand up to it since he's he's played on it so for so long. Yeah, that's the idea. And then he just had hip surgery last year, and I, I think I read somewhere that he hasn't played more than 130 games in a year, maybe once. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, hopefully he stays healthy and and performs well, and we don't have to worry about that. But but the Jays still do need another left-handed hitter in their lineup at least. And they sort of addressed their pitching depth a little bit. But this brings me to my no decision is that uh, the Jays are sort of groundhog daying this offseason because it seems like l- last year's offseason is just repeating itself because, you know, they were looking, I've, I've talked about this before, they were looking for pitching help, relief pitching help, left handed batter, uh, some someone who could, you know, those three things specifically, and they're they're doing it again. And they actually opened up specifically those holes so that they could find those, <laughs> like like they in, in trading in, in in releasing uh Tapia and Zimmer, which you know deservedly so. But these they they're they're basically opening up the same holes that they they had again to 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 do the same off season. But I guess every year you're going to need more pitching help. But it it just seems feels very familiar to to, to last year. Um, but yeah, like I said, they they signed Chris Bassett to a three year, sixty three million dollar deal, and he's going to pitch um, a lot of innings for the Jays. He's going to be even more um, impactful, impactful, I think, and valuable than 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 uh, Stripling was uh, this well, past year. And and uh, uh, from what I've uh, I've seen a, a few 
tweet responses or uh, back and forth stuff. Uh, apparently, he and Gosman are like already like really uh, close buddies or whatever. I guess I guess they both have uh, similar sinker pitches. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the other thing I saw too with Chris Bassett is that. Um, uh, I I don't recall what team he was on before, but um, the Mets, the Mets, and then the, the A's before that. Um, what was pointed out was that uh, he had um, a lot of um, a lot of um, base hits allowed on the third base side, and that uh-huh. with better oh, defense okay. in um, um, what's his name? I can't remember our our player Matt names. Matt Chapman. Yeah, with uh, Chapman's better defense, that maybe. Um, he might his numbers might improve because he has better defense on the left side of the infield. Uh, yeah, maybe. And then there's also you know compared to last year the 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 elimination of the shift. So so that that may yeah that's may come up into conversation a lot with a lot of the the moves uh, around the Blue Jays. I, maybe it's like to sort of like make fans feel better about uh, the the I would almost call them. Uh, lackluster moves like they're not huge flashy signings or anything but uh uh, just that the shift might benefit some of the some of the blue jays uh batters and defense a little bit i don't know yeah well well well, that's one thing that we're just gonna have to wait and see i think uh kevin gossman is was one pitcher who i think uh might benefit even just on the mental side of the game from the shift because he didn't like the shift right no he didn't like the shift and and uh, so yeah, that that will will help with that for sure. Um, so what what's your home run for the week? Uh, home run. What did I write down here? I actually didn't write down a home run. I I this is the same as last off season. I didn't have very many, uh, very often any specific home runs, strikeouts, or no decisions. So um, I I'm gonna say. I'll make one up at, on the spot. Is that uh, just the fact that the the recent acquisitions? Uh, I guess the most of being, being signings is that uh, um, they seem to be well received by the players, and and or even I haven't seen any reactions to the Kiermaier signing except from fans. But uh, he's been very positive and uh, very energetic as far as uh, being, um, you know, joining the team and and making sure that. Everybody knows that he's he's looking to improve on previous seasons. Well, yeah, he's only signed a one year deal, so he's definitely looking to to have a good a good year for sure. Um, yeah, so my my home run, um, speaking about about moves and stuff, are are going to be the, whatever the, the finishing touches that the front office puts on this team, because I, I you know we're, we're I think only halfway through the off season, and, and so there's still lots of moves to 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 be made. So I th- I think that uh, there's there's there are there are still some holes that the Jays need to fill, and I'm pretty confident that uh, you know the, this front office has a plan and can uh, uh, follow through on that plan and 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 make this team a, a, a World Series contender, not just a playoff contender. It's, it's it, they're they're going to be a, they're going to be a good team and they're going to fight for that division. Um, so I, I'm I'm just saying the home run is going to be those finishing touches that have yet to happen. It's like it's like the ghost of Christmas yet to be. It's the, it's the finishing touches yet to be. Um, I, I guess it's uh, I guess it's important to note that um, it it seems like they're focusing on run prevention at the moment. Well, that's the Kevin Kiermaier signing for sure. Um, and yeah, and 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 I've 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 said this before too. I think that um, the Jays' offense. 
is 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 so powerful that they do have some room to kind of focus more on pitching and defense, um, and and they they can give up some of that offensive power, um, some of those offensive numbers, uh, in and 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 focus on defense uh, as a result. Well, it'd be interesting to see what the what the offense looks like because um, I I think they definitely did look a lot better this year when they weren't um, going for the home run almost every time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's that's the classic uh, got to play small ball mentality, but I I think really like if if they can get players, um, you know, if if their focus is on getting most of the the lineup on base and then yeah they can get hitters like Springer or Vlad or Bichette even or even if Guriel recovers from his uh wrist surgery um you know if they can get some power out of uh 3 to 4 uh uh batters in the lineup then if the other batters can get on base and you know force errors and get things happening then you know it'd be a different different look to what we've seen the, the last two seasons anyway yeah like we don't want them to go like full like cleveland guardians or anything like that but yeah it'll be interesting to see i was gonna say like specifically like a guy like guriel how he how his game um evolves and and and, and we're gonna find out really what kind of a, a hitter he is compared to last year like he said that um he actually said that the injuries didn't affect his swing at all which i, I actually don't believe but if he said if he's saying that then Maybe 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 we are going to get a, a different version of Guriel going into this year. But anyways, well, we will have to see. Like they, 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 it is the MLB season yet to come, so we don't we don't uh, we won't know until we actually play the games. Um, my my strikeout originally was going to be just how how like there's just so little baseball happening in the off season. It's just I, I need more baseball in my life. So, but I but I, but I I did I did actually find a way to put more baseball in my life because I've been watching a lot of um, Australian baseball uh, league lately. Well, uh, I see. <laughs> but, but uh, anyways, let's get to the weekly poll. Well, actually, uh, just before that, um, yeah. a, a minor, minor Jays news note that I don't see on here, but uh, mm-hmm. it came up recently. It's not a player-related thing, but uh, um, Pat Tabler is not returning to the sports oh, that's broadcast. Right. I, I didn't put I, that in the notes there. I think, uh, I think I mentioned it last episode. Oh, okay. Well, I, and that one I don't think was uh, um, I, I, his contract was up, I believe. So it's it probably I don't think it's a retiring thing. It it uh, could yeah. be just not being renewed. But it's it almost seemed that the way that uh, he put out his release that it seemed like a mutual decision, at least. Yeah, I don't know, but um, recently in the news, I didn't, I didn't read the article because I try not to even click on links from the Toronto Sun. But uh, there was an interview with with Buck, and he was just saying how he was disappointed that they didn't bring uh, Pat Tabler yeah. back. I, I but, think uh, I think it's a it's a different though that Tabler himself put out a, a a statement. If it was just the Blue Jays, like I think when. Uh, on the radio side, when the Blue Jays uh, decided, or Sportsnet, I guess, decided not to bring Wilner back to the broadcast, that was just a one-sided statement from to, uh, from uh, Sportsnet. And whereas, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, weekly poll, which uh, is up uh, every, mostly every week, I guess, on uh, Jays from Home on Twitter. I actually do it every other week, really, to be honest, because we only podcast every, whenever we do a podcast, I'll do a weekly poll. Um, but this was speaking of moves this week, this week's weekly poll is what has been, uh, the Blue Jays best move this off season. And so the options were trading to Oscar, signing Kevin Kiermaier, signing Chris Bassett, or, uh, 
to be determined. Uh, baseball season yet to come, as it were. I, I voted for to be determined. Um, I I I think there's still another move coming. Um, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, at least at least one more. Um, I'm I'm not very I, looking at those three options. Um, I'm not really. I, I wouldn't say underwhelmed, but I, they haven't been too impressive. But uh, based on the options, with to be determined being one of them, I I'm going with that. Well, like like I said, he was. This was my home run. I think uh, this and this is what I chose. Signing Chris Bassett. Uh, I like he's gonna he's gonna prove to be uh, a very important uh, member of this pitching staff. He won't be the best pitcher, but he might he'll be very important. He will be, you know, he'll throw a lot of innings. Uh, he's going to be the, like the number three guy, um, and you know, hopefully he'll he'll, you know, we'll see a bounce back year from Barrios and even maybe Kikuchi. Uh, but uh, Chris Bassett's going to be like the, the the glue guy in that in that rotation. He's gonna he's gonna have throw a lot of innings, so he's going to be very important. Um, and you know, I uh, you know there there are many moves that are gonna gonna come come our come the Blue Jays' way. But uh, I think uh, that Chris Bassett will prove to be the most uh, uh, important one. So, 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 um, get a pen, mark my words. <laughs> get a pen and mark my words. I'll, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you do that. But uh, I guess with that signing, hopefully, or Sharpie, Sharpie would be. Hopefully, better. there will be more. Um, there, there will be more, or not more, but uh, if they could have some Bassett Hound tie-ins for this season, that would be, uh, that would be good. I'm sure we'll see some yeah. fans with signs. Uh, yeah, I guess like you know, in, in New York they have the judges' chamber, but in Toronto they'll have the Bassett Hounds doghouse. I don't know. Doghouse generally isn't a good thing. I don't know. How about how about how about you know they're doing they're doing renovations. How about Manoa's Ark? <laughs> they could like build a boat into the replace into the the, the WestJet flight deck. Exactly, it'll be <laughs> Manoa's Ark, um, and, and so then you... you can only let two people in at a time. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so you have a, had a follow-up poll also. Yeah, I kind of, this kind of came to my, my, my mind. I was curious what people thought about this. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the bonus weekly poll, uh, how will all the recent long-term free agent signings, like I was talking about, we had seen like 10, 11, 12, 13 year deals. How will they affect the Blue Jays chance at extending, uh, Vladdy, Bo and, or Alec Manoa? And um, so the question is where it'll hurt their chances or it won't make a difference. I I'm saying that it won't make a difference is uh, is where I stand on that because I uh, and where I'm coming from is I think that uh, um, I mean I'm just looking at the surface but I don't think that the starting pitchers market has really changed all that much um, in terms of I would of agree dollars. with that yeah, yeah. so uh, so probably Manoa is not going to be a problem um, as for Vlad I I think that they'll probably make something work but again he's a he's generally a first baseman and and i i mean you'd be you'd be looking at uh the heavy hitters contracts but even then um there's been i think some exceptions uh or not exceptions but uh just like really i think maybe there's been what judge is the is the most comparable uh, contract to go out there for the big no, hitters. I, well, um, if you're going to compare with with Vladdy, but, like in this free agency, maybe. But in general, like I would actually more compare it to like someone like like Tatis Junior's extension would be would be what I would compare um, it to. Well, and then um, as for Bo Bichette, I I kind of wonder if they are actually like. 
I'd say it's up in the air whether they would actually extend him anyways. So whether or not, um, you know, maybe they're probably putting more of their focus on Vlad over Bo Bichette. It seems I, I have the feeling that the the Blue Jays might view him not so much as expendable, but um, as uh, maybe not as an important piece as uh, as Vlad, perhaps. Well, Vladdy is is the better player out of the two. I think they're both really uh, key guys to the team. Yeah, I I think that that these long term deals though is gonna it's, it's gonna make it more difficult for uh, the Jays to sign these. Or, or I guess Rogers to put the, the 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 money forward to sign these guys. I don't know. Um, uh, one thing that we forgot to mention about uh, Kevin Kiermeyer is that actually put the Blue Jays payroll into collective uh, into competitive uh, balance uh, tax thresholds too. So they're going to be paying taxes on 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 every payroll do- every dollar going forward in the payroll. I see. So um, you know, um, increasing uh, payroll going forward is 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 going to going to happen. Um, it's just d- depends on whether they want to do These are going to be expensive players. All three guys, if they end up getting extensions, are going to be expensive. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to, I think th- I, I just get this feeling that, that Vladdy and Bo for sure, because they're getting really close to free agency are, are going to wait to test free agency. And my worry about Alec Manoa, and this has nothing to do with, 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 well, maybe it is a little bit to do with years is that he's a pitcher and, and, and you never know what can happen with these guys, arms exploding and things like that. So, so just a long-term deal. Well, yeah. Might, you don't want their arms to explode. Wary. No, that's, that's not good. That makes it hard to pitch. Um, uh, so the, you know, the, the teams might be a little bit more, cautious when entering into long-term deals especially with with pitchers and 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 interestingly enough on on in these free agency signings that we've we've seen um i think that carlos rodon was the only one that i can remember off the top of my head uh that signed a long-term deal at seven years um all all the other pitching deals have been i think you know short term really in general um you know looking through my list here one thing uh because um you mentioned um, player pitchers in longevity, and I, I'm just thinking of uh, Justin Verlander being on the older end. Uh, you have here he signed two years with a oh, technically a three year contract, but um, two years. Yep. But uh, wasn't wasn't it uh, Verlander that Manoa had a lot of one on one time with uh, at the All Star game, and he got some uh, some insight from Verlander. So I don't know. Maybe I they don't talked remember. About, I don't know. Maybe they talked about things other than than pitching. Like maybe they were talking about uh, ways to to stay stay healthy and on top of your game. Uh, and and like I mean, I know Verlander had uh, Tommy John surgery, um, but yeah. that's but he's come back from that and he's pitched pretty well. So yeah, no, he's had a, he's had a couple of kind of resurgences throughout his his career. So that yeah, maybe maybe they did. I don't remember that them specifically talking about stuff. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, with this young core. And I, I just, maybe that's just my, my natural inclination is to worry about, about, about these things. But, uh, I think that, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't see the, no matter how much they, they want to, unless, unless they, they really blow them out of the, the, the water as far as like the dollars that they offer. I don't think that the long-term extension is going to happen before they hit uh, free agency for Vladdy and Bo. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get to some more Blue Jays news because there are other there, there are other things that happened other than actual signings. Um, let's see here, uh, Jordan Romano. We have a couple of awards winners. Well, let's actually let's go with Alec Manoa because we're talking about him. He, and this is like 
again, so a long time ago, uh, he uh, maybe even three weeks ago, uh, Alec Manoa was named to the All MLB team. Right, I still don't understand the All MLB team because they are all. It's like the post MLB all players. Well, yes, well, yes, it's 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 the post All Star team for 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 the uh, for the, for the both leagues. Uh, so they're not they're not uh, it's not like AL versus NL, but it's it's all all MLB. There you go. Um, and then Jordan Romano wins the Tip O'Neill Award as the top Canadian baseball player. So that was pretty good. I see. And uh, and and just a reminder that he's not going to be playing for Canada in the World Baseball Classic. No, I think he's playing for. Is he t- playing for Team Italy? I think it was Italy. Yeah, but yeah, I think that so was because Canada didn't take him or something in the last one, but Italy did something like that. Just yeah, I, no idea. Um, so yeah, that's all the Jays notes. Um, here's something I want to talk. Well, let, let's let's wrap up these signings. So so. Let's see if we can do a lightning round here. So Dansby Swanson yesterday signed seven-year, $177 million with the Cubs. Um, potential left-handed hitting target for the Jays. Uh, Joey Gallo signed with the Twins, one-year, $11 million. Uh, Andrew Benintendi signed the largest contract in White Sox history, five years, $75 million, which isn't that big compared to the other deals uh, with the White Sox. Uh, Carlos Rodon signed with the Yankees. Now, this one... He signed six years, $162 million. This is a very typical Yankees signing to me because he's a guy in his 30s uh, with lengthy injury history. So so that's that seems to be what the Yankees like to have on their team because uh, that, that's the reason why they kind of entered into that uh, uh, half, like post, uh, you know, second half of the season slump uh, because all their guys were starting to break down. And so that is a high risk of happening with Carlos Rodon. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that the Jays didn't sign him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. And okay, yeah. I, I, just really quick. I think that's the thing with the Yankees. I think I said this before is that they, they tend to make signings for the short term and they worry about the long term after, because I think they have the money to, to bury make, bad, bad contracts. But anyway, they make long term signings and worry about them in the short term. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep, so, keep going. Cause uh, it's okay, no okay, longer a lightning there. round. Okay. Okay, Noah Syndergaard signs at the Dodgers, one year, thirteen and a half million. Uh, Giants signed, signed Carlos Correa. I mentioned that one, thirteen years, three hundred fifty million dollars. Ross Stripling, former Blue Jays, signed two-year, twenty-five million dollar deal with an opt-out after year one with the Giants. Mike Zanino signs with the Giants. Uh, sorry, the Guardians. Uh, Twins signed Christian Vasquez to a three-year deal. We got that trade that I mentioned. The Mets signed a Japanese uh, star, Kodai Senga. Uh, they also re-signed Brandon Nimmo. Padres uh, signed Xander Bogarts to an 11-year, $280 million deal. Cardinals signed catcher Wilson Contreras to a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Canley Jansen signed to the Red Sox, two years, $32 million. Aaron Judge, I don't know if you heard about this one. He signed, re-signed with the Yankees. Uh, Cubs signed Jamison Tyon, four-year, $68 million deal. So that's taking an arm out of the division uh, for the Jays. Uh, Philly signed Taiwan Walker, four-year, $72 million. Um, Giants signed Mitch Hanniger. Uh, in the middle of all of this, the Pirates won the draft lottery. Uh, Cody Bellinger signs a one-year $17.5 million deal with the Cubs. Andrew Heaney signs a two-year deal with the Rangers. Josh Bell signed a two-year deal with the Guardians. Trey Turner signs 11 years, $300 million deals with the Phillies. Uh, Dodgers officially re-signed Kershaw. That was kind of a given. And then last but not least, the Mets sign Justin Verlander for two years, $86.6 million, a third-year option for $35 million. And now we can just breathe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, yeah, just uh, just I, I didn't see that note about the draft lottery. I kind of maybe I missed that that they were switching from uh, 
a true last place equals uh, first round pick you know, to that a draft was lottery. One of the things in the uh, when they signed the new uh, CBA uh, that was put in there to have a draft lottery to try, to try to keep teams from tanking. But you know who the last place team in baseball was this year? Uh, yeah. I believe it was the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I, I see. So I don't know. Um, I think the Twins actually were the team that moved up the most, and I'm not. And I, I didn't actually look in to see how the lottery works for baseball, but somehow the Twins moved into the top ten as far as. Well, maybe they, they learned from the NHL and uh, and figured out some similar thing. I don't yeah. Know. No, I, I think uh, all that I do know is that all the teams in the draft lottery are teams that did not make the playoffs, no matter what the record is. If you didn't make the playoffs, you're entered into the lottery for some reason. I see. I see. Okay, and and finally, as far as baseball news goes, now this was the big one. It was kind of almost uh, swept under the rug by the the uh, by a false re- or by a misreporting of Aaron Judge signing with the with the Giants because this happened at almost the exact same time. There was a report that came out that the MLB used three baseballs in 2022. Did you hear about this? Oh, one? I see. Um, no. Uh, well, you sent me this, but I forgot about it. So uh, I, I guess it really did get swept under the rug. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it, it's interesting that uh, uh, Bradford William Davis wrote this article, and uh, with the help of, of Dr. Meredith, what's her last name? Um, Gray. No, Gray's Anatomy. No, no, no. Um, anyway, she's she's an astrophysicist. Dr. Meredith Wills. There we go. I thought that was it. Okay, and and so they they, they they determined that there were actually three baseballs put in use during uh, last year's uh, regular season, and and this wasn't something that was reported on. And they and I think they they had two hundred uh, baseballs that they uh, used um, as a sample. Um, but interestingly, um, there they. They called it the Goldilocks ball. There's three balls. There's one is kind of more on the dead side, and one is more on the kind of the the juiced side. And then the Goldilocks ball is is kind of just right. And I think let's just just go to their infographic here. I think they used let's see here, the Goldilocks ball. They used um, mostly uh, they 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 found them that they used the Goldilocks ball in during All Star Week, um, postseason, and also uh, games where. Games where they uh, kind of used a commemorative ball, like a stamp on the ball, and mm. interestingly, also uh, Yankees home games. I see. So this this was when this baseball was 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 put into use, and and uh, baseball, Major League Baseball is not being transparent about it, uh, but they they can track and they do track uh, as to when specific baseballs are put into use during games. So they know when when when. Uh, baseballs are specifically uh and 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 what situation these baseballs are being used in i see well i guess you know mm-hmm. ideally they should use the same ball across all games but that I would wonder, be the uh, it would be it'd be interesting if they if they randomized the baseballs uh it, they, i'm sure they could still track them but uh it, instead of like uh um I don't know if they're if that's what they're doing, but uh, it'd be interesting no. if if they did actually randomize which baseballs you're going to get in a in a game, and uh, and you wouldn't. I guess the results and the records and statistics wouldn't be uh, uh, pure, so to speak, if you were not using the same type of baseball. But well, they they already aren't though. I guess you could argue because of they're not doing it randomly, but they're definitely using three different balls. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that you know, you know who would be able to tell, and this is kind of how they were kind of tipped off in this article is pitchers can tell with the feel of the ball, like um, maybe not the weight. It's it's very like they, they did they had specific three different weight categories, like and you can't really tell by feel, but like I think I think maybe pitchers 
you can use scales to determine the weight. I don't think you can bring that on the field, though. I think you bring scales on the field. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not a it's not unless a device a to cheat. Marlin. Unless you're a Florida Marlin. Uh-huh. I see. Um, yeah. So no, it's just interesting that uh, just more more lack of of transparency from 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 Major League Baseball because they they really tried not to uh, get any reporting out on this and they tried to they even like threatened to fire uh, any. Uh, baseball employee who who helped with this helped get baseballs to 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 meredith wills to for the purpose of this study um so so baseball really doesn't want uh their methods getting out and their information getting out because baseball refutes their methodology but uh um you know uh i think even the the year before they they confirmed that uh there was a, a separate study where they were using two baseballs and that, that came out and they, they confirmed that uh, the, the, their research method, methodology was correct at that for that study. So I'm not sure what's going on here. Well, who knows? I guess uh, the, the next season will be another year. Maybe they'll use four baseballs. Oh, that's yeah. That's, they can just use a different baseball for each pitch. I think that that's what we should go with. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's just uh yeah, I, I've said this a million times that that Major League Baseball needs to be more uh, transparent and and yeah, they they need to especially like with how the like these baseballs are manufactured and how they're put into use, uh, they 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 need to 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 just be much more direct and, and communicate with uh, the fans and the teams as to as to what's going on. Mm. Yep, I guess I guess that's that's true. Um, okay, well, why don't uh, well as always uh, in the off season, not much to look ahead for the Blue Jays. Um, although uh, we are not really, we are what a month uh, a month closer to spring training uh, than we were a month ago. Uh, so yeah, uh, and next month will also be a month closer <laughs> too. I, 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 we're, we're I think we're halfway through. Like I said, we're halfway through the off season pitchers and catchers report uh, mid February. So that'll be good um it'll be nice just to hear the 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 the, the sound of, of of players playing catch um so yeah we're getting closer. we can we can look ahead to the uh to the roger center renovations they keep posting di- new pictures That's and right. updates yep. so uh yep. there's, so there's they're, a they're look ahead there yeah um again this is a, an audio podcast so i'm not going to show any pictures to, to, to i don't to, have any either i just know that yeah. i've seen them yes i've seen i've also seen them yes uh but let, yeah we, we've got some titans news though yeah, uh, they they are uh, they they keep making uh, making moves and signings and and uh, they they've got some new merchandise out and everything. So uh, I I haven't kept uh, complete track of of what they're doing. I did see they re-signed AJ Wright uh, to uh, to play on the team next season. He was uh, I, I didn't see that one, but they well yeah, you have I, it on the list here, so that's oh. Uh, yeah. That would oh, be that's right. Oh, that is. one. I was looking at the wrong at the other one. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, he was a, a pretty good player for the Titans last season, and uh, it's good that they have him locked up. Uh, he was an All Star according to this. So yeah, um, uh, and they also finalized their pitching, uh, their coaching staff. Um, and I can't open the document for whatever reason, but they added a, a hitting coach to their to their mix. So that that's important. And they exercised options on a whole bunch of players on. I'm not going to go through them all because there's there's just a, a long list of of, of, of names here. Yeah, but, uh, and, and about, about like what like 16 different guys it looks like from from this list here. So lot, lots of players. Oh, huh? that's that's so good. there will, there will be a team. They'll they'll, they'll have a team. <laughs> yep. Um, and 
do we cue the horns? Like, is, is, is do you have some Sens news? Oh, I don't have. Any oh, I do, to... I do. I have. Oh, okay. uh, I have a couple things. So yeah, here okay. we go. Um, well, so I actually don't have a, a lengthy update for the Senators. Uh, I do have uh, something on uh, the Vancouver Canucks, which I'll, oh, I'll get right. to. But uh, um, the Senators had a, a really bad November um, you know, after their their stretch of uh, four four games in a row, or was it five game winning streak? I don't know. Whatever it was at the beginning of the season, when I think it was four games in a row at home, uh, they went on a really really bad stretch, and I think they were like uh, either last in the league or 31st in the league. Uh, but in their last 10 games, they've gone 7-2-1, and one, and they are on another four-game winning streak. Uh, so they've climbed up back to 23rd in the league overall. And, 23rd. Uh, um, going into yesterday's game against Detroit, which they won 6-3, to three, by the way, uh, they there were three teams in the, uh, in the Eastern Division uh, in the wildcard chase tied at uh, 30 points each. Uh, Buffalo was one of them, but they, they moved up to 32 points. So now it's just Montreal and Ottawa tied at 30 points. Um, there's not that many teams left ahead of them in the in the wildcard. So they've really climbed back. And uh, they've, it seems like they are in the process of trying to reclaim the, the season a lot earlier than they did the last two seasons. So that's that's some good news. And uh, Alex Debrinkit is has picked up his play as well. He's on an eight-game point streak and has been. I think they said in the broadcast yesterday he's been involved in in some way, either scoring a goal or getting an assist in the last six Senators goals or something like that. Okay, well, so I've, that's I've... Uh, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Uh, he, a lot of fans were wrongly calling uh, calling for the Sens to trade him at the trade deadline, which seemed uh, a little short-sighted yeah yeah because you wouldn't get your return back for him that no, you, no 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 and and uh another uh, piece of positive news is that this week josh norris who's been out since i don't know early november maybe with a shoulder injury uh he was cleared to switch to a contact jersey for practice so he might be coming they were looking i think originally so he went from out for the season to uh out for several months to early january so uh he might even be back before january but uh hopefully he doesn't it's it, they're not rushing him back but it's a good sign that he is uh cleared for contact in practice very good now you mentioned something about the canucks do, now do they have a theme song can we just do some like like orca uh sounds <laughs> no I, I i don't know if they have a um a theme song oh but i, I should mention ottawa is playing minnesota today at two o'clock and minnesota is uh is the team that i went i saw play the vancouver canucks in vancouver so you did some last weekend you did some pre-scouting um so uh yeah the canucks i don't think they don't really have uh, a theme song that I know of, but uh, they had their their pregame show and intro to the Canucks was uh, very very elaborate and and at times a little awkward uh, to watch. Like they <laughs> had some sort of Mission Impossible spoof uh, uh, with Colby Sm- uh, Smulders. I can't. Anyway, she plays. She's a uh, you know character actor. She had a small role in uh, in the Avengers movies um but uh i think they had some of the players like acting as as spies or whatever it was very weird and then they had a a a digital 
recreation of the uh of the water outside of around uh around the city of a of an orca whale jumping out of the water and and then you know makes a huge splash onto bc place and and the rogers arena and then they make like a water effect in the stadium with the lighting it's it's very very elaborate um but uh Minnesota was the much better team in that game. They won three. Well, Vancouver's not very good, right? No, Vancouver is uh, a, a terrible team. Um, <laughs> but and and it, apparently after the game, their coach Bruce Boudreau. Uh, so they were down three to nothing, uh, and he said that they they didn't pull the goalie because he didn't think that they would score. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. That's that's never a, a good endorsement of your team. Um, but um, the the Rogers Arena itself um, that was. So that was our first game ever, first NHL game ever, other than uh, an Ottawa Senators game at the Canadian Tire Center. So, um, it's it's a weird arena. Like it's uh, it apparently has like an eighteen thousand plus capacity, but it feels very small. Like um, it, is that it, good to feel like it's good that to feel well, kind of small? It's good. Be, like so, you know, the Canadian Tire Center has three levels of seating. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rogers Arena has two levels of seating so there's like the 100 level and then a 200 level mm-hmm. um although i think they call it like a 300 level or something but then they have like other suites and stuff but it really seems like the the seats on the lower level are closer to the ice um and and uh it's the 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 downside to it being feeling smaller is that the seats also are smaller um <laughs> yeah they're closer together um, that may be how they get the 18,000 plus capacity, but, oh, uh, they, they also had a similar, um, so Canadian tire center has their club bell section where like on the 100 level concourse, uh, on, there's a section on both sides that's like cut off to, uh, unless you have tickets in the, in the bell club bell center or section, um, it's closed off to traffic. So like pedestrian traffic or whatever. Well, so I can they guarantee have a, that. Rogers Arena does not have a club bell. No, no, they don't. But <laughs> uh, but they do have uh, um, a, a section similar to that where it's like a club section and uh, and you have to have tickets in the club section to get there. And um, it, it's pretty neat. We actually our our tickets were in that section, so that was, that was hmm. kind of cool. Um, the the food at the Rogers Arena is much better than the Canadian Tire Center. Um, especially like the prices are about the same, but the food you got, it was better. Uh, and they did have non-alcoholic beer. It was just bud zero, but, uh, it's better than, than nothing. Um, zero was better than nothing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and they had uh, Stanley park brewery. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they, they were the, uh, yeah, I don't think I've heard of them. I, I I've had their stuff before. Um, uh, but they, they were the, uh, the, they had those, uh, those beers on tap. Yeah. Uh, throughout the the concession stands, so uh, that that's a that's pretty good. I I don't think the I think the Canadian Tire Center is pretty much exclusively big name distributors uh, for for beer. InBev, so. InBev maybe. Yeah. Now here's a question: Do you do you remember when Mark Messier used to play for the for the Canucks? Remember? Yeah, it was it was late in his career. Yeah, is the mid nineties? I think it was or the late. 90s. No, no, it was. Yeah. They were wearing the uh, the Orca jerseys by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just, that just popped into my mind. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the jerseys, they were wearing the reverse retro jerseys, oh, which okay. uh, the Canucks this year. Um, they're they're pretty much like the same color scheme as the regular jerseys, but they had the lumberjack uh, on it instead of the 
the whale sea that's that i would say oh, okay. and they had uh in one of the intermissions they had a dog race on the ice so they had uh they had like a you know a whole bunch of dogs lined up and they had using their lighting system they had race tracks and and they raced huh. down the ice which i was surprised that they would allow dogs onto the ice during an nhl game yeah but that's that's pretty crazy that was that was fun okay cool so any anything else to, to report from the game um no other than uh the canucks are a terrible hockey team and uh although the the game itself was was fun to watch it was just uh just i I, we didn't really we weren't really cheering for one team or another um oh minnesota they they have uh gustafson who was on the senators previously he started the game and he got the shutout there you go all right, well, we'll take a quick break and come back and talk about uh, some non-sporting-related things. Okay, and we are back. Um, all right, so uh, I don't you, I don't see your notes on here, so why don't, why don't you you get you start here? What 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 you can start with here? Whatever you want, strikeout, no decision, home run. What do you want to go with? All right. Well, I I, I st- like to start out with the negative and finish on a positive note. So I'll go with uh-huh. my strikeout, okay. um, which was uh, the heavy, wet snow is uh, is the strikeout, and not yep. the fact that we got what I would call is a a winter weather correction this uh, this past weekend. Um, but it's it's the the fact that uh, have to shovel uh, this wet snow, and it it's uh, in when it's in a concentrated area, such as between the the cars in a parking lot, it's uh, it's even more difficult because it gets compacted. It's like sort of when it's at you know a plow goes through the bottom of the of a driveway. It, it creates it packs it in and it makes it worse to shovel. But uh, what uh, what happened with me was I was on sh- uh, Friday. I was doing some shoveling. Uh, I was trying to clear some some snow out to to give us uh, you know to get rid of the the snow from the parking spot and uh i did something to my arm and uh, i really really it really hurt at the time like it's you should have pain, used a shovel uh it pain that uh, i hadn't had before in in my arm it was not in my shoulder or anything it was just like a really now, really really drop. intense pain and i like i i had to go inside right away and i i couldn't even like i could barely take off my jacket to to you know um to try and like, I put, I, I ended up have, uh, putting on some uh, pain relief cream and and whatnot, but uh, it took a took a good few minutes to even be able to to take my jacket and sweater off. It was uh, it was tough. Well, yeah, if, but you have to be careful because if you're if you're shoveling and you have a pain in your arm, you, the the first thing you need to do is make sure you're not having a heart attack. I think. Well, it was my right arm and is oh, okay. in the the bicep. So I, well, may, maybe you like have like one of those like like uh, like weird conditions where like all your your organs are on, the, are on the opposite side. So so I think maybe you should check that out as well to see which side of of your body your organs are on. Um, and and so so definitely check that out. Um, yeah, we we had our first um school bus cancellation of the year on 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 uh friday morning but we ended up getting the car shoveled out and got leo to, to school and Bo to, to preschool okay 
Um, yeah, but shoveling definitely is not fun uh, when it's that stormy out. I had to do basically two days worth of shoveling on Friday and then kind of finish the job on, on Saturday. But that actually, I'm going to go to with my no decision on on this one, um, is, is, is parking two cars in the driveway. Because this is not a problem that we had last winter because we only had one car. But now we're dealing with two cars. But it's it gets very confusing because like we can only park on one side of the road during the wintertime now. And so, like, when you if, if Krista needs to, to, to leave for work first, uh, you know, like, and she has the car parked in, the, in, in behind in, in front of uh, the other car. And so you have to, like, you know, like do some sort of like Jenga kind of two car Monty kind of thing where you where, where you, you, you move them around and and it, it gets very confusing. You should just just take whatever car is uh, is uh, first uh, in front and just just don't worry about taking specific well, that's- cars. That's the problem, though, because only one car has car seats in them. So I can only take a car that has a car seat to transport to children. I see. Well, then you should uh, you should keep that in mind when you're parking your car. Yeah. Well, anyways, the reason why it's a no decision, though, is because it actually saves us money on, on, on the snowplow because it keeps the snow off of the driveway when both cars are parked in the driveway. So there's actually less shoveling to do and, and less uh, uh, uh less expense as far as as, because you you can't plow the driveway when there's two cars in there so (laughs) no uh okay well uh i'll I'll go to my no decision then it's uh you can see it right here Uh, a little bit of it is my microphone arm i didn't have a no decision written down is that uh it's it's a very useful thing in that it uh this is an audio podcast yes but uh it's it's a very useful Thing to hold the microphone in the proper position but for some reason uh it seems like it's it's almost like too heavy or something even though it's designed for this microphone specifically it will occasionally uh like slowly fall down uh and i have to readjust it and tighten the uh the the joints again to make sure that it doesn't move it seems to have held position since i fixed it for for today but uh yeah it's like i said it's it's a good useful stand but it sometimes uh fails in terms of uh staying in in the position it's supposed to yeah you need to find like the opposite of wd-40 and and, and get it on there so it'll 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 uh, stick i guess i guess actually i think uh actually i'm gonna i'm gonna give you um uh some 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 handy advice which is something that that should never come from 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 me because i'm not a handy person but uh loctite look up loctite that might actually be uh something that uh, helps me something actually I've, I've come across in my guitar uh repair uh, I see. rabbit holes that i've gone down but loctite is is something that actually uh prevents uh screws from 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 moving so so maybe that might uh, work for you um yeah I see. Loctite. This not not a sponsor. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my my home run for the week because I'm, I'm gonna I'll, I'll finish off with my strikeout. Uh, my home run for the week is that we got the Christmas tree up, which is something that we didn't think that would actually happen this year because we thought the kids would destroy it. But the Christmas tree is up and and not destroyed. Oh, that's good. We got our Christmas tree up uh, this weekend. We weren't sure we were gonna get it put up at all because uh, we weren't sure if we were gonna where we were gonna be. And we didn't get it put up in November, but uh, we got it. We got it up, and it's decorated. And, uh, and yeah, that's good. yeah. We 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 got lights on it and decorations kind of near the top. But uh, yeah, if 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 we had any decorations further down, they would get pulled off. And then uh, tuna tuna also enjoys tuna. Our cat enjoys climbing up the tree as well. I see. Um, well, my home. So run. he's the decoration. He's the decoration. <laughs> 
my home run is that uh, we had no issues at all at any airports uh, in our trip to Vancouver and back. Uh, when we when we got to Vancouver, uh, we we went from our from getting off the plane to uh, you know to making our way to the baggage claim, and we got there just as the bags were coming off uh, onto the little conveyor belt thing, and and ours came out almost right away and the same thing happened when we got off uh so we, we flew through Sudbury um and anyways we got off the plane and um boy you know, are your arms tired <laughs> um the the bags came out like uh almost right away again for us so uh you know the, we only had one delay which was on the way out and it was only by half an hour and uh, that was it so it was a very smooth trip from uh to to the west coast Hey, I, I read somewhere that they're getting rid of those like like rules about having like a specific limit as to like liquids that you can bring on the plane. Did, 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 is that in, enforced? Uh, no, yeah, they they enforce it. Um, I mean, you can bring once you're past security, you can bring whatever you buy from uh, from the other side of security onto the plane. Like we on our way out on from Vancouver, we we had picked up some Starbucks. We brought that onto the plane. That was no problem. Okay. Okay. It's been a long time since I've been on a plane. I don't know. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a little while, like at least if the kids are going to be coming on any trips, because I, I do not want to bring them on, <laughs> on an airplane. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. And, 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 and what, how was, how was the food in the airport? Was it good? Well, the, the, it depends on what airport you're in, but uh, Toronto, uh, we spend our most time in the Toronto airport and they have, good enough food i mean they have like full restaurants and whatnot there so okay all right good good to know good to know that for for something that i probably will will not experience in in the near future unless i travel alone um okay so so here's i'm gonna end with my strikeout because um i I actually noticed this this, it's starting to pop up more especially now that we're getting close to christmas is you see if you see these cars driving around with like elf legs coming out of the the trunks yeah, I, I've seen that uh, here and there. Not as many this year so far, but uh, I have seen some. Well, that's, this is my strikeout. Elf legs protruding from trunks, because that implies basically that, like, you know, uh, they, that people have stuffed elves into their trunks and potentially murdered them. And they're just driving around with, like, these, like, broken elf legs coming outside of their trunks. So this is this is not a good thing. These are people, <laughs> people are, are decorating their cars, supposedly, but they're actually uh, adorning their cars with anti-Christmas sentiments. I see. Uh, I, I generally don't think too hard about it, but uh, well, sometimes when you're stuck in traffic and you see and you see two dangling legs coming out of a, a trunk, your 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 first in, a reaction is to maybe call an ambulance or to call the police. Uh, usually, you can tell when it's uh, when it's not real with these things. So well, I don't the, worry too much well, about because it. they're hanging lifelessly because they, they, they've, they've <laughs> murdered they've murdered elves. That's what's, what's happening. There's there's an I, epidemic of people murdering elves and nobody's enforcing it. I I think in general decorations on cars tend to be uh, on the tacky side. So uh, that's sure. Like put a, put a red nose on top in front of your car or antlers to the windows, but don't break an elf's legs. <laughs> well, to, if it's any consolation, they're not real elf legs. So. How do you know this? What 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 if what what if they're they could be real elves? You know, or you know, uh, maybe 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 wicked witches from the west or the east. I'm not sure how it works for 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 Wizard of Oz, but uh, it, it could be wicked witches from the east. It's still witches are people too. Well, I I think you're you're overthinking it. Is uh, is my opinion on that? So I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't hurt any elves if I wanted to be put on the nice list. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I think uh, I think we ran through our our lists today. Um, I, I think we'll be back January sometime. I yeah, in the when. new year. In the new year, yeah. Um, in January, that's that's what, what we'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, January something or other. Yeah, because I think I think the um, Christmas is next weekend, and then the weekend after that is is New Year's. So I think that we'll take at least three weeks off between podcasts <laughs> this time around. Yeah, I don't think there'll be too much happening. Uh, lots of uh, NHL games, but uh, yeah. but uh, that's not our our primary focus. All right, nope. well, um, that's uh, we'll we'll put a, a wrap on twenty twenty two. Then uh, hopefully, everyone listening has a good holidays, whether they celebrate christmas or new year's or anything else yeah and 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 like i said you know don't don't jam elves in your in your trunks and and, and murder them and and merry christmas and happy new years and happy holidays well, see you next time bye bye